welcome to Learn French Brooklyn, the podcast. Today we are having a special episode about an essential lesson that is probably valuable to anyone learning a new language in general and French specifically. Talking to a few friends this summer, friends who learned French as adults, we figured out the importance of the key aspect which is often overlooked by learners. Immersion. So sit back, get your croissant and coffee ready, and enjoy this new episode. Dis-moi, il paraît que tu as volé 10 000 francs à ta grand-mère. Elle m'avait invité, c'était le jour de son anniversaire. Et puis alors, comme elle est vieille, elle ne mange pas beaucoup, et puis elle garde tout son argent, elle n'en aurait pas eu besoin, elle allait bientôt mourir. Alors, comme je connaissais sa plante, j'étais lui faucher. So learning a new language is a difficult task, but it's often extremely rewarding if you put enough effort into it. After surveying our students, as well as some friends who have learned French as adults, here are some takeaways from immersion in French-speaking countries and how that can help you improve your French-speaking skills. When you learn French, either in a group class context or through one-on-one -on -one classes, you learn the rules of the language. And this is essential. This is where you should start. It's like learning the rules of driving. It's the core component of learning. But that's not all of it. Then you have to do your part of the job. For instance, Once you get your driver's license, you're not going to drive up a mountain road for three hours. Or once you learn how to swim, you're not going to swim across the ocean the next day. Well, it's the same thing with French, right? You have to work little by little, block by block to develop your knowledge. Immersion allows you to work on your language continuously. And for these, we are going to talk about two different methods. First, we'll talk about immersion in a French-speaking country, which allows you to be immersed in the language sort of permanently. But also, without leaving your own environment, you can recreate the conditions of an immersion. It's mostly a matter of practice and motivation. On-site immersion. Today, many employees are lucky enough to have the opportunity to work remotely. They can afford to work several weeks a year in another office and sometimes in another country where the company has an office. And the advantage of working remotely in France is that the time difference with the East Coast which is six hours, makes it doable. If you decide to spend two or three weeks in France without taking any PTO, you can still benefit from an on-the-spot experience. For this, I recommend listening to the fifth episode of our podcast with Erin. Erin spent two months in France last year while working remotely for an American company. 
So of course that means that some evenings you'll be working until late, but at least you'll have your morning free, right? So you can start your morning in the cafe with the croissant. Some days when you don't have to join Zoom meetings, you can even work at your own pace, you know, find a cute coffee shop to work from, even a co-working space during the day and then have the evening to yourself. So obviously the goal here is not to test the limits of working remotely, but to spend some time in a French-speaking country and max out your French-speaking skills. Of course, if your job doesn't allow you to work remotely, you can still go on vacation for a week at a time and focus on your goal of mastering the language. It's even better sometimes because you can really devote all your time and energy to it. And if you plan your stay in advance, you will often find very affordable plane tickets actually. Closer to the East Coast and in the same time zone, there is obviously Quebec, which is often overlooked. The advantage of Montreal, for instance, is that on the one hand, the similarities in the way people operate is quite similar to New York, so you don't spend much energy adjusting. It's not too disorienting, but the language immersion is pretty much guaranteed because nine people out of 10 that you'll meet in Montreal speak French. Now, another key aspect in having a successful immersion travel is not being afraid of feeling lost. I recommend, for instance, uh, booking a guided tour in French instead of English. A friend was telling me about a great tour they had in Paris at the Musée du Louvre a few years ago. Without speaking too well at the time, they were very nervous when the tour started because they only understood about 40% of the vocab that was being used, but it was still enough to get the gist of the presentation and it ended up being way more enjoyable and genuine than a tour in English. France avait lu dans François qu'un Américain avait mis 9 minutes 45 secondes pour visiter le musée du Louvre. Ils décidèrent de faire mieux. En 9 minutes 43 secondes, Arthur, Odile et France avaient battu le record établi par Jimmy Johnson de San Francisco. Now, why would you want to go to another country just to speak their language? Because you will practice what you know about the language, but you'll also be forced to think for yourself without any possible exit. You cannot use English as a rescue. This is the advantage of this method. Think of it as a getaway into French. Now you'll tell me that, yeah, but in French people understand English. Sure, but if you start a conversation in French, they'll stick to French. And also you can decide to go to a smaller city where people won't interact with you in English at all because they're not used to tourists. Um, if you're feeling adventurous, you can even go to the, the countryside. Erin, for instance, went to Burgundy and then went to a smaller city in the south of France named Arles where she was able to interact with some locals. Once you're in France, it's actually very easy to get around without a car, thanks to our national train system. It's 
pretty easy to reach any region from Paris in less than four hours, actually. The goal of your immersion in a French-speaking country is to multiply the amount of interactions you have. You get as many opportunities as possible to speak, but also to listen to French. And the advantage is that you will find yourself in a lot of common situations where the context is obvious, you know, ordering in a restaurant, buying a ticket for a museum, holding a door, asking for directions, etc. But you'll be confronted with different ways of speaking, different intonations, different idioms, all derived from everyday life. And this will allow you to store up as many new expressions and vocab as possible. Now, your objective in this immersion work is to get your brain used to using only French for short but intense period of time. Even when you think, you'll catch yourself thinking in French sometimes. And the other essential aspect is to immerse yourself in the culture of the country to better understand its references, right? Get to know the cuisine, get to know the art, the customs, and that way you can better react to what people say and better understand the idioms. But what if you don't want to travel to create this immersive experience? You know, you've studied French for months and you want to use your language in your normal life without having to book a plane ticket. That makes sense. You can, for instance, rely on your friends. If you have French-speaking friends or colleagues, you can try to interact with them in French as much as possible. Maybe not every time, but you know, at least a few times a week, just to create a habit, sending a text, sending an email in French, just to let them know that you'd like to speak in their native language with them. And most of the time, they'll probably be proud to hear you and they'll answer in French gladly. If they're French speaking also, the odds that they know other French speaking people in your city are high. And then they can introduce you to their friends, etc. Don't worry if you don't know any French speakers though, because they are literally everywhere. So you'll have no trouble meeting them by, you know, signing up for events on Meetup or just, you know, going to exhibitions by French artists in your area, going to book launches, even restaurants serving French cuisine, you know, there are bound to be opportunities to use the language pretty much everywhere. The most important thing is to get started. So don't be afraid to fail. And remember that here, you're not looking for grammatical perfection, but you're looking for understanding. It doesn't matter if your pronunciation is not perfect or if you use the wrong word. The important thing is that the general meaning is clear. This takes practice and confidence and they often go together. This immersion experience can be continued at home. You know, once a week, watch a movie in French with French subtitles or listen to the radio in French, for instance, uh, RFI, Radio France Internationale, has a great podcast in easy French. You'll find many suggestions for movies and radio shows on our blog. You can also, you know, just read the news on subjects you already know about, for instance, on American affairs, 
but in French. That way you can build up a new list of vocabulary on things you already know about, but in a different language. Even, you know, just watch five minutes from a random documentary on YouTube about modern architecture or the history of rugby. Just try to plug any of the topics you're interested in to the French language. Even go on Wikipedia in French and read articles about your heroes. Or set the language of your phone to French, you know, talk to Siri, Google, Alexa, or whoever in French. And you'll see that once you get in these French-speaking habits, it'll stay with you for a while. And it'll start getting magical because you'll hear and understand a lot more than you think. So this was the eighth episode of Learn French Brooklyn the podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Thank you so much and à bientôt.